Finders, welcome to another episode of the Moments of Joy podcast. I am your host, Camille Joy, and I'm so excited that you took the time out to experience the Moments of Joy podcast. You are the real MVP. I call you guys MVPs every week for coming back and experiencing this podcast because we don't have a podcast without listeners. I can come on every week. And talk to the air. (laughs) But I'm glad that I have somebody to talk to in you. Um, Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Over the past few weeks, we've had a couple of guests come on. We had Margaret Green uh, the week, two weeks ago. And last week, we were joined by Charity Fisher, who left us with a phenomenal, fresh start, encouraging word for our week. And so this week, you are back with me. So I'm here for another episode of the Moments of Joy podcast. I hope you guys enjoy the intro song. Shout out to my little sister. I mean, we're all grown, but (laughs) sometimes we call our siblings little. Shout out to my younger sister, Lisa. That is her voice that you hear on my trailer, on my intro song for the Moments of Joy podcast. I love her so, and I'm very grateful for her gift here on this earth of singing. All right, what a wonderful week I have had this week. Uh, Just a week of being a mom, being a chef, being a wife, being um, all that God called me to be in this season. Uh, Over the next few weeks, we will have a couple of more guests, but this, this episode, I just wanted to spend time with you guys alone and, you know, Say hello to any first-time guests that we might have. This is a space where you're welcomed and you are encouraged to focus on the joy. I have people come on and I also share bits and pieces of my life and my testimony in order to help you see that no matter where you are right now, there will be joy after. No matter where you are, no matter what you are going through, no matter what trial and tribulation you might be met with today that there is an after that after you will see joy you know you can rebuild you can regroup your life after any traumatic situation so that's what i'm here to do encourage you through my open transparency and through the words of my testimony and other testimonies that we will share here on this show so welcome This is episode 11, and how amazing we've made it this far. Today's episode topic is called love. What love, what love am I speaking of? Of course, I am talking about the love of Jesus. We we chase and we spend a lot of time in our life chasing love. Um, Whether you know him as your savior or not, love is something that we all want as a child and even as an adult. We want to love and we want to be loved. And today I wanted to dedicate this show to the listeners that might not know about the love of Jesus. This is all dedicated to him. I was listening to a well-known evangelist and her name is Joyce Myers. She broke down 
the love of Jesus and salvation so very well that it really um, pricked my heart. God had really been dealing with me over the last week about spreading the love of Jesus. So I wanted to to share this story with you. I went to get my nails done and I really felt compelled to talk to the young lady next to me about the love of Jesus. And so I spoke to her about it. You know, I turned to her and I said, uh, I, I know that this might be a little weird and I don't usually just bust out and talk to strangers about Jesus, but I really feel um, compelled and it's really on my heart too. So I started to talk to her about the love of Jesus and that he loved her no matter who she was and no matter what she was doing at the moment. You know, she looked as if she didn't want to be bothered um, before I opened my mouth to talk to her. She had on her shell of defense, as, you know, many of us women do. And um, as I began to talk to her about Jesus, I saw her walls of defense come down. And um, when I finished talking to her, because I had only two minutes to do this, in between the time where we sat down and the time where her well, their nail tech came and said, hey, it's your turn. Come on and get your nails done. So I talked about the love of Christ. And after I finished, I sat back and I just heard the Holy Spirit say, Camille, when was the last time you spoke to somebody that you didn't know? Not behind the mic, not on Facebook, but face to face about the love of Jesus. Shame on you. And I was like, wow, I was so convicted because I couldn't remember the last time where I genuinely stood and had a conversation with a stranger about the love of Jesus. Sporadically here and there. But I was very clear that God wanted me to make it a practice that you begin to open up your mouth and talk to people about the love of Jesus. And so... That is why I'm dedicating this podcast to the love of Jesus. As I can think back to the moment I accepted Jesus um, into my heart. You know, I always say I was born and raised in church. You know, I knew I knew of God. I knew of Jesus. I knew of church. I knew, you know, what it looked like. But I didn't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I didn't understand his love. And you know what, Um, as a grown woman, I am still, you know, trying to understand his love, his complete love. I don't think that any of us will come to full knowledge of all of who he is because he's just that great and he's just that big. There's so many levels to him and there's none perfect but him. So um, I remember accepting Christ into my heart when I was at a place of total brokenness you know I had nothing left to give in life I was engaged to a man who was abusive disrespectful you know he he had babies while I was with him which I stood for you know (laughs) in secret and not in secret yet um and you know at the age of 22 I crawled to Jesus I I couldn't take any more of this life that I chose and he loved me He took me in. He didn't judge me for the four children that I had. He 
loved me. He made me feel safe and he made me feel like anything was possible. That, okay, my life was this right now, but I knew that I could rebuild. I knew that in Christ, there was nothing that I could not do. And I still feel like that to this day. That, you know what? I can do anything that I put my mind to. And that's because of Christ and and having a rooted relationship with him and understanding his love. Um, I can remember even as a kid, you know, um, going to Sunday school and, you know, hearing about the love of Jesus and just the warmth and the comfort that even as a kid, you might not fully understand, you know, it might seem like a really good story or a really good fairy tale that you hear, but there's some comfort, there's warmth, there's peace that comes with knowing about Jesus Christ. Um, Mark 10 and 45 says that Christ came Let me read it verbatim. It says, For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others, and to give his life as a ransom for many. And when you think about the word ransom, when it says, you know, that Jesus paid the ransom for us, what is a ransom? It is a sum of money or a payment demanded or paid for the release of a prisoner. And if you think about, you know, someone being kidnapped, you know, a loved one being kidnapped and in the movies, you know, they'll call a loved one and say, you know, if you pay this hundred thousand dollar ransom, we'll let your your kid free. And so Jesus came and died for our sins, so he would be the ransom for all of our lives. That the enemy that Satan could not hold us captive, that we were free because he paid the price for us. What love is that? That's a perfect love. You know, he loves us more than we can imagine, more than we could even um, think of. God knew that without this sacrificial love, we wouldn't be able to experience full freedom. You know, there are answers to the problems that we go through, the questions that we have. There is help for our problems. There is help for us. There is hope for your situation and it is in Jesus there is hope it is in the love of Jesus Christ so I'm going to share with you guys this quick um expert that I that I heard um this quick moment this quick clip that I heard from Joyce Myers Disclaimer, I do not own the rights to this show or any music that she plays, but I am going to share this clip and um, hope that you are blessed because it is on the love of Jesus and accepting him into your heart and why it is important. And so I hope that you enjoy. You know, a couple of days ago I was praying and uh, just thinking about all the people that are so lost in the world today and need answers for their life, they're frustrated, stressed out, worried, concerned, afraid about what's going to happen in the world and in society. And I want you to know that if you happen to be one of those people, that there are answers and Jesus actually is that answer. And you know, we regularly talk about salvation on our program and about being born again, but I really just wanted to sit today and just share my heart with you about the beauty of what God offers us in Jesus Christ. You know, John chapter 3, verse 3, Jesus said, 
Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Well, what does it mean to be born again? It means that you're made alive on the inside. God's Word teaches us that when we're born again, we receive a new nature, God's nature, and we receive a new heart, which is God's heart. And I can tell you that no matter what is going on around you, if things are good in you, then you can deal with the stuff that's going on around you. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him might not perish, but have everlasting life. God loves you. And I don't know what you're going through right now or what has happened to you in the past or who has rejected you or abandoned you, but I just feel like that there's people watching today and you need to hear God loves you. And He loves you unconditionally. And He has a wonderful, amazing plan for your life. And you know, the good thing is, is no matter how much you've done wrong, you don't have to pay for it. Jesus paid for it. And what, what He wants us to do is believe. We can never make up for our sin. We can never do enough right, good works to make up for our sin. But there's a great message in Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. It says, For it is by free grace, God's unmerited favor, that you're saved, delivered from judgment, and made a partaker of Christ's salvation. And it comes to you through your faith. And this salvation is not of yourselves. It's not of your own doing. It came not through your own striving, but it is the gift of God. Now listen, not because of works, not the fulfillment of the law's demands, lest any man should boast. It is not the result of what anyone can possibly do, so no one can take the glory unto himself. God has done everything that needs to be done in and through Christ, and what he asks of us is to simply believe the Word of God. You know, to be honest, the message of salvation is so simple that people often miss it. And it's such good news that sometimes people just can't believe it. How could I live a life of sin and just in a moment of time be forgiven for all my sins? We actually deserve punishment, but Jesus took our punishment. The justice of God was satisfied when Jesus died on the cross for us. He was beaten for us. He shed His blood for us. He took all of everybody's sin upon Him. And the good news is, is that even though He died paying for our sin, He rose from the dead and He is alive today. Ephesians 2.5 is such good news, and, and I read this often. Even when we were dead, slain by our own shortcomings and trespasses, He made us alive together in fellowship and in union with Christ. Even when we didn't care anything about Him, didn't know God, didn't want to know God, we were dead in our sin and probably enjoying it, in the midst of that, He died for our sins. So obviously, if He did that, then we don't have to work for salvation. It's just something that He wants us to believe. He gave us the very life of Christ, the same new life with which He quickened Him. For it's by grace... His favor and mercy that we did not deserve that we are saved 
delivered from judgment and made a partaker of Christ's salvation. God is reaching out to you today with a hand of grace and mercy and saying, come to me. You know, the Bible says in Romans 3 that all have sinned and are falling short of the glory of God. I like that. I like the way the Amplified Bible says that. It's not all have sinned and fell short of the glory of God. We are falling short of the glory of God on a daily basis. But God continually, that stream of forgiveness keeps flowing to us. Perhaps you've received Christ at some time and you've gotten back into sin. You've backslidden, as we call it. And so you're convinced now that God won't have anything to do with you, that it's too late for you, that you've messed up too many times. But you know what? We're all constantly falling short of the glory of God, but we all have been justified and made upright and put in right standing with God freely by His grace, which is His unmerited favor and mercy. If you've sinned, ask God to forgive you. Father, forgive me. I come to you in Jesus' name and I ask you to forgive me for my sins. I need you. You know, how can it be this easy, Joyce? Well, Romans 10, 8 says that the word, God's message in Christ is near you on your lips and in your heart. That is the word, the message, the basis and the object of the faith which we preach. And what we need to do is believe in our heart and confess with our mouth and you shall be saved. Now, isn't that wonderful? Believe in your heart, confess with your mouth. At the end of what I want to share here today, I'm going to offer to pray with you. And if you will believe in your heart that Jesus died for you, that he paid for your sins, he took the punishment that you deserve, and that he wants to give you a brand new life. If you will believe that, and honestly, I don't know any reason not to believe that. Why would you not want to believe that? That's the best news in the whole world. And I believe that even right now that God is giving you faith in your heart. There's a seed of faith that's in your heart that says, boy, I, I want to believe that. Maybe right now you can feel the presence of God right where you're at. That's God reaching out to you saying, come to me. I want to do a work in your life. And then when I pray with you, the words of your mouth are going to confirm your salvation as you pray that prayer out loud. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, If anybody is in Christ, so when you receive Christ, you become a new creation, a new creature altogether. Now, you're not going to look different when you look in the mirror. And to be honest, you may not totally act different all at once. But the good news is, is you become new spiritual clay. You get a new heart and, and a new attitude of wanting to serve God. It says that that old condition has passed away. Behold, the fresh and the new has come. I always like to say that in Christ, there's always new beginnings. It's never too late to begin again. And if you're at a place in your life where you need a new beginning, you can have that today. God loves you so much. He sent His only Son to die for you. Who would do that? God sent His only Son to die for you. And you're special. You're the apple of His eye. He loves you. He wants to do good things in your life. He wants to come and make you right with Him, give you peace, and give you joy. 
And I'm not going to tell you that if you pray this prayer with me at the end that everything in your life is going to magically change overnight. But I will tell you this, your heart will change. Something wonderful will happen on the inside of you. And then as you study God's Word and you get with right people that are going to help encourage you in your walk of faith, you begin to go to a good local church somewhere where you can be in a church family, then you'll begin to grow. You don't have to do any of those things to receive Christ, but if you want to really change and let the good work that He does in you be worked out through you, then you need to be in fellowship with other people. Watch my program or others like this on a regular basis. Get involved in a, in a good church. Study your Bible. A lot of people think they can't understand the Bible, but there's so many updated translations of the Word of God that make it simple to understand. Now, that doesn't mean you're never going to make any mistakes. You probably will make some mistakes. I make mistakes every day. But you can always just say, God, I'm sorry for my mistakes. Forgive me and then go right on. Go right on. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Now, just listen to me one more second. No matter what you've done, God loves you and He wants to have a relationship with you. Yes, I said no matter what you've done. God will forgive you and He wants to have a close, intimate relationship with you. You know, when I talk to you about becoming a Christian, becoming a Christian is not just joining a church and just going to church every week. We encourage you to go to church. But being a Christian is about having personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ. God wants to walk with you. He wants to talk with you. He wants to lead you. He wants to guide you. He wants to be involved in literally everything that you do. Now listen, God cares about everything that concerns you. And you are not alone. God is with you, but maybe you have been totally unaware of His presence. I can tell you that I have had a relationship with God for many, many, many years. I've been teaching God's Word <coughs> for 40 years. <clears throat> and I actually received Christ when I was a child. And I was badly abused by my dad sexually, mentally, emotionally, and every other way that you could be for most of the years that I was living at home growing up. And I had lots of problems in my life. And I can tell you that God has helped me in every area where I had a need. And for a lot of years, all I did was go to church. I didn't understand the relationship part. But I can tell you that He wants to have relationship with you. You don't have to be miserable. You don't have to be full of stress. You don't have to live in fear. You don't have to be fearful about what's going to happen in the world in the future. The thing is, is God's got His eye on you and He will take care of you if you trust Him to do that. So I just want to simply ask, do you need your sins forgiven? Would you love to have a relationship with the best friend that you could ever possibly have? Do you want to know that you're going to live forever? You don't have to be afraid of death. You know, when you leave this earth, you're going to go somewhere. It's not just over because we die. And it's important that you know where you're going to spend eternity because eternity is a long, long, long time. It's time without end. And God wants you to spend it with Him in heaven.
That's one of the benefits of knowing Christ as your Savior. But there's also the benefit of enjoying your life while you're on your way to heaven. I often tell people to say, I'm on my way to heaven and I'm going to enjoy the journey. If you need to receive Christ today, would you pray with me right now? And if you're in a place where you can, I'd like to encourage you to pray out loud. I'm going to pray a little bit and give you time to pray it after me. I'm going to lead you in a couple of confessions. And then I have a book that I'd like to send to you as a gift. It's called A New Way of Living. And it will repeat some of the things that I've said about salvation, but then it will tell you some of the ways to get started in your new life with Christ. But also, we're happy to answer any questions you have. You can call my office. Someone will pray with you and talk to you. Let me tell you something. We care about you, and we want you to have the life that Jesus died for you to have. Perhaps you've had a great loss in your life, and you're hurting so bad you feel like that you just don't know what you're going to do. Well, you know what? God is the God of all comfort, and He will comfort you and help you and strengthen you and enable you to go on. Now, let's pray together. Father God, I love you. Jesus, I believe that you are God, the very Son of God. I am a sinner. I'm sorry for my sins. I believe that Jesus died for me. And I believe he rose from the dead. And that he is alive now, seated at the right hand of God. Jesus, I receive you now by faith. I believe and I pray that you would come and dwell in me. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for loving me. Now, I believe that I've been saved. And I am on my way to heaven. And I am going to enjoy the journey. In Jesus' name, amen. Now that's love. Now that's love, guys. I really hope that there is somebody out there that is listening whose heart is compelled to take their relationship with God serious. Or you know what? Whose heart is compelled to love Jesus and let him love you. That's all he wants to do. I really hope that somebody out there is compelled to Learn more about who this Jesus Christ is. Who is he that people call their savior? I pray that you have said this prayer of salvation. And I pray that your life will be changed forever. And I am so happy. I'm looking forward to hearing reports about how your lives have changed from your relationship with Christ. You know, it may not change in the moment as we heard. But your heart will change. Your heart will change. And all things will pass away. All things are created new. Alright guys. This has been another joyful moment. Of the Moments of Joy podcast. 
And I hope that you will join us again next week. Next week, I have a special surprise for you guys for episode 12. I have a special guest, and you're going to love this story. Another powerful woman of God will be joining us with a powerful, powerful testimony about God, how God took her life and made it brand new after all that she has been through. So, I look forward to hearing from you guys. Have a good week. All right, guys. Bye-bye.